He's the man. <laughs> it's awesome, funny, random, doesn't make any sense, but it's good. Ladies and gentlemen, from the studios in the wrestling capital of the South, it's another terrific episode of The Binge Buster Show. Please welcome your host, Tony Binge. All right, everyone, welcome to The Binge Buster Show, coming to you the day after my birthday, um, March the 24th, and uh, we're back with uh, our normal uh, scheduled uh, podcast. As uh, as I spoke earlier, the month of March was going to be talking about my career, and uh, we definitely can't talk about my career without the man who's got the book on it. I am talking about none other than Jeff Patton. Jeff, welcome to the Binge Buster Show. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Hate I missed last week, but I'm glad I'm back this week. Yeah, man, I, we missed you last week too. I know we we had some uh, scheduling issues, and you know that happens sometimes. And so I just put the uh, the, um, uh, the 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 nor- our normal podcast that we had planned talking about my career. I told Chris, I said, man, we, we can't talk about that without Jeff because he's got, he's got all the information. If if I said anything, I'd be pulling off memories and I wouldn't be telling everybody the exact truth. Um, but uh, to, to kind of recap uh, this week, uh, the way that, you know this week has been, uh, you know, a lot of crazy stuff happening in the wrestling world. Um, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll get more into that a little, a little bit later. But uh, I would start this off, Jeff, because – Yesterday was my birthday, and uh, we were originally going to uh, record last night. And uh, I know you, you had some uh, power outages there where you live with the storms. Uh, but then I remembered, hey, it's my birthday. I'm going to be out partying anyway. So uh, the family took me out to uh, a nice dinner, had some cake, and uh, and it was uh, it was a good night. Uh, you know, a lot a lot of people think that. You know, you gotta stay up late and party for your birthday. Well, it's kind of hard to do that on a Wednesday night, knowing you have to be at work the very next day. So, uh, no partying for me. I just went out and had me a nice uh, filet mignon and uh, some lobster, a uh, lobster tail, and uh, some cake and ice cream. And then it was back here to the uh, Binge Buster Estates, and uh, it was bad. <laughs> that was pretty much the extent of my. Uh, of my birthday, I know my, my wife joked about it. She's like, you know, you can tell you're over forty now because uh, you were sleeping before the the uh, chickens went to bed. <laughs> so I was, I was it's, it's been a rough week, man. Well, it's been a rough month. Uh, you know, I've had a lot going on in my personal life and uh, uh, wrestling bookings and seven year old and you know, you name it, it's been going on. So, uh, but uh, but here we are tonight, Jeff and. Uh, we're back at it, uh, talking uh, my career, and this week we're going to be talking. Uh, we're, we're we're still in the in the incubator stages of my career. Although um, I started in 1993, uh, it really started kicking off, um, and I was working more for you, um, and of course met my good friend Jimmy Valle over these you know the next couple of years that we're going to be talking tonight, and that is 94 and 95, Jeff, and. Uh, Bring us back around, Jeff. Let's 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 talk about '94 uh, and how how that got started. Okay, um, the first big event for you uh, was January the 9th at the Amvet Center. It was Burke County Wrestling Television Show Number Sixteen. 
when you defeated Japan Thunder Tiger to win your first championship, the BCW Junior Heavyweight Championship? I remember that. Um, that was, uh, I, I was very shocked uh, to actually be winning that belt. Uh, I know uh, Japan Thunder Tiger and I had, um, you know, quite a bit of uh, matches leading up to this moment. Um, I know uh, he came to me one day uh, a few weeks uh, before this, this, this event and he said, "Kid, I, I think you, I think you're about ready," and that's all he said. And I didn't know what he was talking about. And uh, we get, I get to the show that day, and he tells me, "He goes, hey, uh, I'm putting you over today." And I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I'm, I'm putting the belt on you." And I was like, "Oh, cool!" And I was so excited. And uh, and uh, the the finish of that match was was uh, was very cool. Um, how we did the. Um, you know, I hit the referee, ref goes down, uh, you know, Japan hits me with the same move that he's beat me with every week. Uh, the Northern light suplex hit me with that, but there's no referee to count this time he's down. Uh, and so as Japan thunder tiger goes over to check on the ref, I, as, as you said, in the commentary on the TV show, you, you said, Oh, he's, he's paying, uh, you know, what, what, what's going on there. And then Mr. Ralph Harkey, uh, a great uh, announcer there with you uh, says, uh, "Well, in Lincoln County, where I'm from, that's called playing possum, Jeff." <laughs> and uh, and uh, of course, uh, uh, you know, I, I lay down, act like I'm still out. And when Japan Thunder Tiger comes to pick me up, I knock his hands off of me. I hit him with the foreign with the gimmick in the in the glove. Lights out one, two, three, and uh, and uh, I win my first championship. Yep, and unfortunately, when you win it, you lose it. On February 20th at the Amvet Center TV show number 22, you lost the uh, BCW Junior title to Venom. Yeah, now, uh, before we get into that match, Jeff, I want to tell some of the fans some of the backstory on that. Um, I won the belt from uh, Japan Thunder Tiger, and... um, uh, he, he actually let me bring the belt home with me because, you know, he, he actually owned that belt. He, he had you make him that belt. And um, <clears throat> he let me bring it home to show my family. And, uh, Jeff, at the time I was working uh, in a grocery store. And, man, I brought that belt into the grocery store. I was showing it to the customers. I was showing it to the people I work with. And they're all looking at me like, is this guy serious here? And I was and But to me, man, it was a great accomplishment because I felt like, you know, my childhood dream had came true. You know, I, not only did I get to live in my dream of being a wrestler, but now here I am a champion. Um, and then, uh, Daryl or Japan Thunder Tiger gives me a call and says, Hey, um, you know, bring the belt back. I'm going to, um, you know, you know, when, when you come back to the show, bring the belt, I, uh, brought the belt. And, uh, I think that week, when I brought when I brought the belt back to him, I don't think we worked each other for the belt. Um, I believe he just um, actually I think I took the belt to his house and gave it back to him, and he said I'll I'll be at the show next week, and I said okay cool, and he never came back. <laughs> so uh, and then that's that's when you brought out the old um, BCW Junior Championship, and then I dropped that belt like you said to uh, Venom there at the Invets Club. And then we're going to fast forward a couple months to April the 9th at the Drexel Community Center. 
Uh, Burke County Wrestling will change its name over to New World Wrestling, and we held a one-night tournament to crown the NWW World Heavyweight Champion. You were in that tournament, and you lost in the first round to Magnificent Marshall. Yeah, I remember, Jeff, um, this show very, very, very well. Um, I watched it several times as a a kid. Um, But at this time, I'm starting to kind of come into my gimmick and come into my character and learn more. And uh, I thought that, you know, I had some good matches with Japan Thunder Tiger. But, Jeff, I feel like that match I had there with Marshall uh, was probably one, one, one of my better matches you know, early on in my career. Yeah, I definitely would agree on that one. Yeah. I mean, everything kind of went very smooth. It was just a, a classic, very quick, uh, fast paced match. Um, and then of course that, that tournament, Jeff, it, 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 it drew a really good crowd. Uh, definitely the biggest crowd at that point in my career that I had ever wrestled in front of. Um, and, uh, and definitely a, uh, you know, the highlight of the show, uh, it was not only, you know, um, I believe it was uh, Gentleman James won the vacant title, but uh, the, the the one match in there that really, uh, you know, helped me was watching that tag match between the Heartbreakers, Scotty McKeever and Scotty Hotbody, uh, take on Mad Dog, um, David Lynch, and the Flaming Youth. And, man, they were doing so many high spots in that match, Jeff. I was just like, man – when I learn how to do this, I'm going to be really good. And, uh, so I'd always watch their matches and, and ask them questions. And, uh, and, and, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day with Ric Flair and he, he even said, you know, you never stop learning. So all these guys that are in the wrestling business now that think they know everything, man, this is a 16 time world heavyweight champion saying you never stop learning. Um, so I've, I was always trying to, I'll, Back then, I'd watch everybody's match and kind of, you know, see how they did that and how they done this and and uh, try to use it and and really that's that that's that's kind of how wrestlers all evolve. That you know, everybody takes a little bit from this person, a little bit from that person, a little bit. From, it's it's kind of like making a stew, Jeff. You know, you you you, you take a little yep. little carrots, a little onions, a little bin, and you put it all together, and that's that's kind of the way wrestling should be. Um, and that's pretty much how I've based my wrestling career my whole life. I, I, I pick certain guys that I like, and I take a little bit from him, a little bit from him. And early on in my career, uh, my favorite wrestler was Bobby Eaton. So a lot of the stuff I'd done, I patterned after him. And then as the years went by, I started borrowing from other people and uh, kind of worked myself into you know to my you know my my repertoire that I use it, you know, even to this day. Um, although now sometimes Jeff, I go back and watch some of those old matches and go, Oh my God, I can't believe I used to do that. Cause I forgot I haven't done it in so long, you know? All right. But, All right. We will, yeah. Fast forward a few months. Uh, we're going back to the Drexel community center. This is on June the 25th of 1994. It's the stars and stripes bash. The first one. Uh, that we did that year, you are involved in a street fight against Sweet Daddy Brown. Yes. And uh, you won the street fight. Won the street fight. Um, <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, we, we got there, and uh, he was like, uh, you know, what all you have with you? And 
and I showed him the gimmicks I had and the gimmicks he had, and and we went out there and man, we you know for for a couple of little guys, I, I I thought we 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 tore the house down, we beat each other through you know all over the building, and um and of course like you said, I came away with the win, and um very fun time um during this time, me and Sweet Daddy Brown started this little feud and um, the Stars and Stripes Bash and um and 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 it evolved and uh and it took off and and uh it was definitely the uh the start of my turn uh as as we'll find later on as we talk about the Stars and Stripes Bash um which was the I guess Jeff the next show after this was Hickory uh yeah we had a show before that but I mean it's uh it was just TV taping and vets nothing really big happened there but we'll go to Hickory North Carolina to the Neil Clark Jim on July the 23rd. It was the third Stars of Stripes match of that summer. And it was a lightning strikes match between uh, Sweet Daddy Brown and the Professor with teaming up against Terrific Tony yourself and the Ghost Rider. And lightning strikes very quickly for the fans. It is uh, two men, uh, one man from each team is tied together with a bull rope. And one man from each team uh, is tied together with a Russian chain. Pretty much as anything goes, the, you know, has to be a pinfall in the ring. Um, that's the rules to a lightning strikes match. And uh, this was actually my first time um, being involved in one of these matches. And uh, incidentally, the first time I was going to get color uh, until um, – the professor knocked knocked my gimmick out of my hand and I couldn't find it. So I, I, I escaped, I escaped getting color that night. Uh, but, uh, uh, it was great. And I, I remember during this time, uh, the, uh, ghost rider was tied to sweet daddy Brown and I was tied to the professor. And some, at, at one point in that match, he, he yanked me really hard and the wristband on the, on the, chain broke jeff and i remember the whole match i held the chain in my hand making the people think i was still tied to it when i really wasn't and it was very hard for me not to let go of that chain but uh but but we made it work and um i know uh early on in the year when you were on the podcast we we kind of discussed this a little bit but i want to go back and and time here uh and kind of paint a picture for the people uh, I'm still young. I'm still learning the business. I don't, Jeff and I aren't really, really, really good friends yet. Uh, we, we, I mean, we're friends, but we don't like know each other as well then as we do now. And, um, I remember, uh, you know, the finish of this match was, um, you know, uh, I, after they, um, I'm trying to remember Jeff, refresh my memory. Did uh, we pin them or did they pin us? I'm trying to remember. No, they pinned us. Okay, that's what I because thought. Because you remember, it's the same. Uh, we had a lot. There was a lightning strikes match in Burke County Wrestling, like in like '93, and pretty much it was the same finish. <laughs> right. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So so they end up beating us, and then um, and when they when they beat us. Oh, I remember now what happened. So, so uh, I I knocked down the professor, I believe, and we grab Sweet Daddy Brown, and you're holding him, and I go to the top rope or the second rope with the cowbell, and I remember in my mind I'm thinking, okay, I I, I got to figure out how to time this so when I jump off, he moves, 
and and I and I hit the uh, the Ghost Rider. I don't hit him too hard, and I, I remember uh, coming off that ring, and boom, I hit you, and I and I knew it was stiff, and I said to myself. This big guy's getting ready to kick my ass. I just know it. <laughs> I just know it, you know. And uh, I remember laying there in the ring for a minute, and I was – I've never told you the story. I'm going to tell you now. It's so funny. But I remember laying there petrified thinking, oh, dear God, I know he's pissed. And because you said, I got a damn headache now. <laughs> I remember you saying that. And I said, oh, no, he's, he's going to beat the crap out of me. This is it. I'm never going to wrestle again. This is it for me, you know. And, uh, but you didn't, you took good, you, you know, you took good care of me, even though I stiffed you with the bell and I apologize, but, um, I was greenhorn. I didn't know no better, but, um, but I remember laying there in the ring with you and you got the hood on. Of course, nobody can, nobody can see you, but I could hear you. And you said, I got a damn headache now. <laughs> I remember you saying that. And I lay there and going, oh shit, this is it. He's going to beat the crap out of me. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I said, are, are you ready to do this? And you said, sure am. <laughs> I was like, oh no, he's really mad. <laughs> and then you got up and then, you know, you were, you were easy with me. I was like, and then we get back to the dressing room and you take the hood off and I can see your face now. And I'm like, brother, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hit you with that. It's so hard with the cowbell. And you're like, oh, it's okay. It's just, it gave me a little headache is all, you know? So, uh, and then from there, Jeff, we, 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 you, you turned me baby face and, uh, now you and I feuded what for the rest of the bash. Yeah. And very quickly. It's a wonder I didn't asphyxiate wearing that mask and with it 150 degrees in that place. Man, it's like you rent these places and they don't turn an air conditioner on for you in the middle of summer. I mean, really? Right. Uh Uh-huh. I think they just want to sell drinks to the fans. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. That was was definitely the case, I believe, there. Yeah. Yeah, we did feud. uh, And then we went to... the Thomasville National Guard Armory in Thomasville, North Carolina, on August the 6th. This was the final uh, out of one, two, three, four out of the five Stars and Stripes matches. Um, bull rope match between Terrific Tony and the Ghost Rider, and you won. Mask versus career, if I, if I remember right. Yes, correct? it was. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it was. Yep. And uh, this night, I didn't lose my gimmick, and I, <laughs> I had good color. Uh, and I remember at the time, uh, the, uh, female that I was with her parents, uh, more or less her mother got so mad because I was, I was bleeding that she walked out of the building and didn't get to see the finish. Um, and, uh, and, but, but this, this match was so special to me because not only, um, was it, uh, you know, I'm I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting to work a match with you. Um, and you really shining me up on you know during this and really um pushing me and and, and give me a, a a nice singles push um but this is the first time since i've started wrestling now i've been wrestling now a little over a year and um and it's like everything was perfect like i'm wrestling in my hometown uh in front of my family my friends my high school some of my high school friends and jeff I remember on at, at this show, I knew at this point uh, that my wrestling career was, was about to take off because um, I had my current girlfriend was there at the show and my ex-girlfriend was at the show. <laughs> so I had both of them. And I remember the boys in the back were going, Tony, you got your girlfriend and your ex-girlfriend are here at the same time. You're the man. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And, uh, 
And so, uh, but uh, the other one, the ex, she just came because her new boyfriend wanted to come and see uh, who I was and what I looked like. And, um, but, uh, you know, incidentally, uh, that was just a, that's a whole nother story from a whole nother podcast. But uh, great turnout. Um, we, 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 we had a, you know, pretty, pretty good, pretty good crowd there that day. But I thought all the matches were, were, were just tremendous. Yes, they were. And, of course, the main event on that card was a battle royal. Uh, actually, it was kind of like a, a Royal Rumble-type battle royal. We, we had through numbers, uh, and every two minutes another wrestler would enter the battle royal. And the winner of the battle royal would win the would be the first ever NWW television champion. And, of course, we remember the finish of that one, correct? Yes. Remember that one? Yes. Okay. Uh, and th- and this one was was cool because you know not not to let too much cat too many cats out of the bag but when you when we usually we get to a show in the dressing room you'll have a piece of paper or a whiteboard or and and on there it will tell you the list of eliminations and we get there and uh, and of course you know Jeff you're you're the you're the promoter for this one and. Uh, Everybody there knew I was winning the battle royal, except for me. <laughs> Nobody told me that I was going over. And the uh, only thing Jeff said was, when you see me throw Donnie out, uh, just drop kick me in the back. And I'm like, okay. And it was time so perfect. It's like, it's like uh, you know, he, uh, you, you come in and you grab Donnie from behind, chunk him over the top rope. Uh, now, you know, and you raise your hand and by this point, everybody, a lot of people had forgotten that I was in the ring. Cause I think that you had threw me out like through the middle rope or something, but, um, and then, uh, I snuck in and uh, you throw Donnie out. And then right as you go to celebrate, I drop kick you in the back, you go over the top rope and the building exploded. And, uh, yeah. first time I ever cried, man, I was in the ring cause I, I look around and I realize, wait a minute, I'm the only one here. And at first I'm thought, did I mess up? Did I, did I miss something? And then when I saw the rest of the boys coming, you know, coming in to congratulate me, I knew at that point. Um, but, uh, I, you know, if you go back and watch the tape, I, I, I got, I fought, I fought back to tears, but I did get a little teary eyed. But the reason I did was because it was just like, okay, my dream, my my childhood dream has came true. Here I am in my hometown, in front of my parents, my 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 family, my friends. Um, you know, I I just won you know a major title, uh, right there, you know, in my hometown. And uh, but it was special because so many people that were special to me were there to witness it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like you know when you won the junior title. This was to me more to to you, you know, was a lot more special because in your hometown, like you said, and all your friends and family were there to see. Yep, and the fact that I was a baby face, so I had you know I had the people you know loving it, and and not only that, but the way that I won it, as far as not knowing that I was going to win it, and at that and and in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I've made it now. Like for 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 that year and a half. I wasn't sure if I if if I was gonna make it in wrestling because I, I, I I would you know I, I would sometimes I like yeah I'm 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 gonna keep doing this and then other times I get frustrated going man I'm so little I'm, I'm never gonna fit in with these guys I'm, I just I might as well just quit um, and then my cousin Mike told me he said um, you can't do that 
because this is your dream. You can't give up on your dream. No, you, you, you can't. You just can't. And uh, he kept pushing me, and uh, and of course, uh, you know, you um, making me TV champion that day. Um, it, it, to me, it, it solidified that um, that I, I that I was in the group with you guys. And hate to do it, but we'll fast forward a couple months later, and you always, when you win a title, eventually you have to lose it. Yep. <laughs> uh, October the 1st at the Drexel Community Center, it is Fall Blast 94. You lost the TV championship to Gorgeous Jeff, myself. Yes. Uh, we uh, renewed our feud, and, uh, and you end up uh, beating me for the belt. And help me remember um, the finish of that. How 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 was it that you that you got the belt from me? Didn't uh, somebody your didn't, cousin Mark? Yes, yeah, your cousin Mark came uh, in and turned. Yes, yeah, turned on you. Yeah, and we we said, oh, you know, we threw a little. Okay, he's your brother. We said right. he's your brother, and yes. so yeah, he uh, he had uh, started wrestling with us, and uh, I think he had wrestled previously uh, in that uh, that night and uh then later on you know he's your your blood and your family and of course just sometimes money is more important than family uh we see that too often in life anyway uh that uh he was paid pretty well to knock your block off with a forward object and then uh, i made the cover Right, so that's how I remember. And I and I remember when when he did that, um, the people went nuts. Like they really bought into that. Yeah. And then, of course, I think at that point you also made Mark a member of the Palace of Pain. Cause I, cause, yeah. Cause well, I think I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I probably did. I think I did. But then, um, you know, it, he was uh, he made some shows after that. Yeah, I see here he he wrestled you at a later date. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think after he turned on me that night, um, you kind of put us in a little feud together for, for like the next few months or whatnot. Yep, yep. All right, we're going, we're done with 94. We're going to go to 1995, which was a very short year uh, for us because uh, I decided to take some time away from wrestling about mid-year. Uh, got a couple here to talk about. January the 14th, we're at the Hildebrand Gym for a wrestling event called Matt Mayhem 95. And in the very first match, we had a world tag team title match between the Cash Money Brothers, which was uh, Gentleman James and Funky, as uh, they lost the belts to Terrific Tony and Sweet Daddy Brown. So that's kind of cool. The first, well, the second feud, your first feud was with Japan Thunder Tiger, but your second feud you had in Burke County Wrestling was with, uh, or New World Wrestling was with Sweet Daddy Brown. Yep. And now you're teaming with him and you win the World Tag Team titles. Yep. I remember that. We, um, we, uh, won the belts and, um, and it was, uh, I, and, and again, um, it was, you know, it felt great. Uh, I said, well, you know, I've won the junior title and TV title. And now here I am a tag team champion. Um, and that is really Jeff. When I started realizing that I was a good tag team wrestler, I was better at tag teams, uh, than doing singles. And I had definitely enjoyed tag team 
way better than being single because you you could do more. You know, you could you could involve, uh, you know, the the referee, the other guy. It it, it, it just tag team wrestling to me is just an art form that you know not everybody is good at. Um, but I I think I was I was I was pretty decent. Yeah, definitely. Um, in the main event, it is a two out of three falls for the world heavyweight title. Dangerous Donnie, who is the champion, would defend against myself, Gorgeous Jeff. During the match, the ref goes down. The professor, who has been a babyface and was the U.S. heavyweight champion at the time, uh, comes in. Uh, and causes uh, goes to nail Donnie. He's going to turn on Donnie, but that backfired. And then I think you came in next. I, if I may make, mix them up, you may have been the first one in. You turn on Donnie as well, so you're turning heel, and we are starting a group known as Simply Perfection, all three of us. Right. Yes, and I remember that. Somehow I end up, I can't remember who, it may have been you came in first, and I think he, like, give you an atomic drop, and you went flying over the top rope, and I think then the professor comes in, and the professor is the one that knocks Donnie out and yeah. puts me on top of him, and I get the pin and win the world heavyweight title. Yes, I was going to say, the way that happens is I ran to the ring. I remember the, um, the, the you know, because the crowd had just saw me and Sweet Daddy Brown win the tag titles early in the night. Um, you know, I run in and they're, they're cheering. Cause they're like, yeah, you know, he's coming out, you know, coming out to help, help Donnie. And when I get in the ring, I'm, you know, I'm telling Donnie, you know, what, what happened? Donnie's like, what did you get, get the referee? I said, yeah, you're right. And then when he turns his back, I go in my, in my pants and pull out the brass nooks and let the fans see it. And they start like, you know, booing me. And then I spin Donnie around. I go to swing and he ducks and, uh, and he catches me in the atomic drop. Atomic drops me, and I fall to the floor. Uh, but I dropped the brass knuckles on the way down. And then at that time, the professor came in, uh, which which we played up as Donnie's you know high school friend and whatnot. And then Donnie's like, "Okay, cool." He's like, "Don't don't worry, Donnie. I got you back." And then when Donnie turned his back, he picked up the knucks and knocked Donnie out. And then, like you said, put you down, uh, put you on top to uh, win the title. And uh, and like you said, the, they were yeah, they were the tag team champions at one time as well together. Right, so that yeah. made it even more, you know, yeah, uh, of a jaw dropping moment. Yeah, so so we had a lot that night because because like it, it's unheard of for somebody to be a tag team champion, uh, and now they just turned, uh, and not not necessarily on their partner, but turned, you know, turned heel. Uh, so now we got a dilemma coming up. We have two people that are tag team champions that are on two sides of the locker rooms. You know, you got, you got sweet daddy Brown who is big time baby face. He comes out and gives the kids candy and kids love him. Uh, and now you got terrific Tony who, um, people cannot stand. I, I remember Jeff that night. I, I thought I was going to get cut or stabbed. Um, after I turned heel and, uh, after we beat Donnie, cause you, you me and, and professor went in and put the boots to him. Um, and then, of course, the other baby faces came out and chased us away. And then Sweet Daddy Brown's like, what are you doing, you know? And uh, I remember early in the night when, when we won the titles, uh, this um, whole row of, of Hispanic people 
uh, were really behind me. And then when I turned, they were like yelling at me. And I told the one dude, I said, sit down, Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> Man, he came at me. And I remember Jane, uh, the professor goes, watch out. He might cut you. <laughs> I was like, and, and I thought, you know, I was like, wait a minute. He might be, he, he might be serious. <laughs> Let me turn around. Uh, but I remember getting a lot of heat from him. They was cussing me out in Spanish, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. But, um, and then that Jeff is when I said, man, it's, it's starting that this, the, the, the ride of, of my wrestling career is really starting to take off. And I really embraced that time being a heel and, um, gentleman James at that point in time gave me a pointer. And he told me, he said, Tony, he goes, you, you got a great heel gimmick, but what you need because you're so small is you, you need a gimmick every time you come out there and win a match every time you got some kind of gimmick and, 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 and I took that from him and I said, okay. So after that, I started using the brass knuckles, the powder, um, you know, everything I could think of and, uh, to, you know, to give me that edge and get me that heat and it worked. And, and, uh, I still do it to this day. Yep. So you were talking about the dilemma. So you have our, the world tag team champions. One's a heel now and one's a baby face. So, how do you solve that problem? Well, you do what any promoter would do. So we go to February the 4th. We go back to the Thomasville National Guard Armory. And this is the television show, NWW TV show number 43. We allow both members of the tag team champions to take out one of the belts with them. And they're able to choose a partner. And, of course, naturally, you're going to choose the professor to be your partner and you guys now are known as simply perfection and you wrestle sweet daddy brown and his mystery partner which of course who would you think would be the perfect partner for him to try to get back at you my brother your brother yep. who had turned back who had turned baby face so now he's a baby face now so uh that was it so it was simply perfection defeating Maniac Mark and Sweet Daddy Brown on February 4th at the Thomasville National Guard Armory. So you are tag team champions for the second time. Yeah, and Jeff, I, I, I remember uh, a couple of things stands out with me at this show. Uh, again, we're back in my hometown, and I remember this time the crowd was double what it was when we were there the summer prior. Um, but also this was the first night, Jeff, that I had a, I actually went out and found a seamstress and had her make me a robe like Ric Flair's, not quite as nice as Ric Flair's, but similar. Um, and once I got that robe, Jeff, it was like a whole new layer of me came out and I started being more interactive with the fans and, and I got more self-confidence and, um, and I think it all kind of, you know, it all kind of aligned together because the robe gave me confidence. But at that time, um, I was already getting better at being a, a heel and, and working in general. And, um, and also at this same, at this same time, I had started also going to, to Boogie's wrestling camp, uh, on Sundays. Um, so it was like everything was just intertwining together and, uh, I was I was getting better and, uh, and I was embracing, uh, being a, being a heel. And I had set a goal in myself. I was going to say, you know, I might be the smallest guy in the company, but I'm going to be the most hated. 
and I and I strive for that every day of my life that I came, that I came to the ring. But I remember when uh, Professor and I won those tag titles from um, from Mark and Sweet Daddy Brown. I remember, um, man, it was it was it was it was kind of a split crowd because I had some high school buddies there, and even though I was a heel, they were still cheering me. And of course, I was still a little green at this point, so I was, you know, I wasn't embracing their cheers. I was just like, "Don't you cheer for me, you bunch of losers," you know. And, um, but it was great, and it was, and it was a great show, and um, and uh, it, and it and it really solidified who 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 we were at the time. Right, right. And of course, with that comes the loss of the tag team title. <laughs> right. Uh, you guys came for a long time, man. I we did. You started a feud. You started a feud with um, a team called Smooth as Silk, which was Sweet Daddy Brown and Venom, which Venom had came back and yep. uh, teamed with. I think they were cousins. I think. Yeah, I think, I think they were. You're they right. were te- yeah, mm-hmm. they were. Uh, yeah, actual cousins. And so, uh, and but something happened. Sweet Daddy Brown left. And then we teamed uh, Venom up with a new wrestler that he came in named Backdraft. And you guys lost the tag team titles to Venom and Backdraft on June the 17th at the Marion Recreation Center. Um, and it was a dark match on a show that was held there. So it's not on the video anywhere of you losing the tag team titles to Venom and Backdraft. But you know something, Jeff? <laughs> And and here 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 is when my stories get good. Okay, so as as I was saying earlier on, um, I was starting to come into my character. I was starting to 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 believe who I was, and I remember this building very very great, Jeff. Because at the time, um, and I can't believe I'm telling this story, but it's going to be a great story. So at the time, I was with this one chick, and she didn't come to the show, which was good. It was great. It was a good. It was a good show for her not to come to, because when uh, me and the professor came out for this match, uh, there was two other girls on the front row that were very good looking, and they were with these other two guys, and um, and I remember as we came out, I'm looking around and I see these chicks, and they're really working us, and. I told him, I said, I said, what are y'all doing with those two losers? I said, I said, when we get done with these guys, I said, meet us in the dressing room. I said, and I'll show you why they call me terrific Tony. And Jeff, we, we do the match. We lost. We walked back to the dressing room. And a few minutes later, your brother, Tony comes up to me and goes, Hey, Tony, there's uh there's a girl at the, at the locker room out there wanting to talk to you. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah. And I, he goes, it ain't, he goes, it ain't your girlfriend. I said, well, I know she's not here. And he goes, well, there's two chicks out there wanting to talk to you. And I'm like, oh. So I walk over there and I'm like, open the door. And she goes, all right, sh- what, what, what are you going to show me? <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, what are you going to show me? I said, what are you talking about? She's like, you told me to come meet you at the dressing room and you're going to show me why they call you Terrific Tony. So what are you going to show me? And uh, James walks over, Professor walks over with me, because now, you know, there's two chicks there. And I guess at the time he was married. So he's like, uh, that's that's all you, Tony. And he left. And uh, I, so I tell the girls, I'm like, well, um, uh, where are you guys from? And they tell me. And the chick says, I'll tell you what, uh, give me an hour and meet me down here at Hardy's. And I'm like, okay. 
So an hour later, Jeff, I meet these chicks at Hardy's and I don't make it home till the next day. <laughs> and I remember being out with these chicks all night and they're like teaching me all this stuff about the country life cow tip and i jeff i never even heard of cow tipping before and here i am it's like this i know you fans hear my voice now 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 before i get started let me just tell, tell everybody this at the time this is 1995 i'm 21 years old i am not married i am kind of really not committed to anybody so the stories i'm about to tell is when i was younger so get ready um so these these two chicks dumped what they did. They took their boyfriends back to their house and said, "We don't feel good. We're going home." And they ditched their boyfriends to come meet me at Hardy's, and they drive me around Morganton, Marion, and Hickory for the next several hours, taking turns in the back seat with me while the other one was driving. <laughs> <laughs> I was living like a rock star for about three hours. And then I then come to find out one of the chicks is a preacher's kid. So go figure that one. Um, so, um, incidentally, so Jeff, uh, I, at like three in the morning, I finally tell the girls, I, I can't do this anymore. I got, I gotta, I gotta go to bed. So they're like, okay, are we, are we, are we going to get together again the next time that you're in town? I'm like, yeah. And I always think about the story of Ric Flair and all the guys would say, you know, they have a chick in a different town. So I had these, I had these two chicks that were taking turns with me. Um, and then I, my uncle, you know, my uncle lived there in Morganton, Glen Alpine. <clears throat> so I show up at his house at like three 30 in the morning, knocking on the door. And Jeff, I've got hickeys from one side of my neck to the other. And God knows they were everywhere else. Um, and he thought I had gotten beat up. <laughs> he was, and I said, what? He goes, what happened to your neck? And I'm like, I don't know. What are you talking about? And he goes, go, go look in the mirror. And I'm like, oh, my God. I've got to go home tomorrow. How am I going to get rid of these things? And so I, I, so then the next day, this is Sunday, I drive back home. And I get to my well, my uncle calls my, my, cause this time there's no cell phones. So my uncle calls my, my parents and tells my parents that I had been, uh, at his house the whole time hanging out with him. And I, I, it was, I was too tired to drive home after the show because it was, it was two o'clock in the morning by the time we got the ring tore down. And so, okay. So I drive home that Sunday and the girlfriend at home had been blowing up my parents' phone, wanting to know where I was. My parents didn't know where I was. So now everybody's worried about me. And so I get home and I'm covered in hickeys, right? And uh, my mom goes, good Lord, did those wrestling ropes do that to your neck? I said, yeah, they did. <laughs> so, so now I'm thinking, okay, I can't see this chick at least for a few days. So I kayfaber for like, four days so from like sunday to thursday i don't see her I keep making excuses i'm hurt i'm tired whatever so thursday i finally see her by this time the the hickeys have started to turn brown and they and, and i grabbed them and started rubbing them together so that they kind of blend together and she gets to my house and she's like what did happen to you i'm like man that damn dangerous donnie some bitch threw me all over the ropes and had me all on the ropes and and gave me rope burns and she's like oh man and then her dad was like, 
well, I don't guess that wrestling's fake as everybody thinks it is, then is it? <laughs> and I got away with it. <laughs> but I never but I never saw those chicks again, but it, it was a great story. And that that was my first uh my first experience with the rats. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And I remember calling the professor and I told him what happened and I, I was like, dude, you shouldn't have left. Cause uh, I was with these chicks all night long and they drove me all over the town and, and they, they taught me about cow tipping and, and, um, and egging and all this other stuff that, that they'd done. And he's like, yeah, that's a bunch of redneck girls. But, but I could tell he was mad that I got the action and he didn't. <laughs> and I was like, this wrestling thing is going to be a good thing for me. you know. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, <laughs> Oh man, that was a great story. So thank you for that yeah, booking, well, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never heard that story before. That's cool. I didn't. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was crazy. Great. Oh, well, that man. is uh, that goes the conclusion of ninety five. Yeah, I guess I guess a good way to end it too. Ho- hopefully nobody nobody <laughs> yeah. listened to the story, but but I, I had to tell it because it was just it was just too funny. Um, you know, and it was crazy because it's like, you know, I was just doing my gimmick, you know, and I, you know, I'd, I'd said that a million times, you know, and, and nobody took me up on it, but these, these girls called my bluff, Jeff. And I, and I was, I had to, I had to fulfill, I, 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 I uh, couldn't, you know, cra- crash my gimmick right there. So I had to, I had to put up or shut up. But yeah, that was funny. Uh, you, you, ne- next time you see Donnie, you have to ask him because I I was telling him about it, and at, like the next week, and I said, "Remember those girls that was out there on the front row?" Yes, yeah. I said, "Yeah, they got me. Almost got me in trouble." <laughs> so, but there's there's tons more stories. Cause not not quite that juicy, but because that was like I said early in my career. But uh, but man, I got some. You know, as the next couple weeks go on, and we get further into this, I, I got other stories of uh, you know falling asleep and uh, uh driving home and um rings breaking and <laughs> we, I mean, we 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 got tons of things that that and 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 that and that's that's part of pro wrestling that i i think i think a lot of people are missing now because it's like now jeff you know i go to these shows and it's like everybody's so clicky um you got these other guys that are like playing video games on their phone and like nobody's like nobody's like 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 i mean some of them do but for the most part like a lot of them don't they uh, don't have the, the the camaraderie like we had back then where you know we 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 wasn't just guys that was wrestling like like we were legit brothers we were legit family we we looked after each other you know what i mean yeah yep and and that's that's something that's kind of missing. I I feel like um, during you know during this time, um, yeah. but uh, as we uh, like like I said, as as we get further in to our uh, podcast later in the month, we'll have um, you know more 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 stories to tell about. But Jeff, um, before we end the podcast, I we I've got a commercial for one of our sponsor this week. Um, and our sponsor, of course, is um, the NAWA. They have got a huge, uh, huge card planned for Saturday, April the 30th. Uh, and another big wrestling town, Jeff, Lenore, North Carolina. 
they're having a big uh, show for the, um, uh, it's, it's, the, it's for the Caldwell County Crime Stoppers. And it's going to be taking place uh, April 30th at the Gamewell Middle School in Lenore. Jeff, have a, have a, have you ever been to that school before? No, I've passed by it several times. Yeah. Is, is a, is it, is, is a, it a pretty good size school? Uh, yes. And it's, I mean, it's right off of, right on 18. Oh, I mean, you, oh, you pass good. right by it. If you go, if you're going on a highway 18. So yeah, yeah it's okay. right there. Yep. So it, it. yeah, it's, it's going to be right there. Uh, like I said, Gamewell middle school, Lenore, North Carolina, 3210 Gamewell school road, uh, tickets are, they have VIP tickets for $12 general admission for 10 kids, um, are five dollars and then of course children five and under are free with paying adult um but uh but jeff the cool thing about this show is they are bringing in some legends they're bringing in the uh world famous uh nwa tag team champions the rock and roll express they're going to be there the perfect 10 baby doll the barbarian and demolition acts plus mr number one george south and of course uh, the legend of them all, terrific Tony. <laughs> no, I'm just joking, but I am going to be there. Uh, it's going to be a big show, but, uh, before we end the podcast, I've got a little commercial to play for that right now. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, on the podcast, if you look down under the, uh, description, there is a link to where you can click on and purchase your advanced tickets and save time at the door. But, uh, anyway, any further ado, we'll be right back after this. The NAWA presents the benefit for the Caldwell County Crime Stoppers Saturday, April 30th at Gamewell Middle School in Lenore, North Carolina. On this tremendous card, you will see in action the Rock and Roll Express versus Myrick Moore and Mike Mon. The Barbarian and Golden Gladiator number two take on B&B and Johnny Ryder. Mr. Number One George South takes on A.J. Frost. Plus, see in action the Burke County Boys, the Saturday Night Superstar Tony Benz, Max Carnage, Ted, Axel Jaggers, and many more. That's Saturday, April 30th at Gamewell Middle School, Lenore, North Carolina, 3210 Gamewell School Road, Lenore, North Carolina. Also see a meet and greet, have your picture taken with the Perfect 10 Baby Doll or Demolition Axe. That's Saturday, April 30th, Gamewell Middle School. Tickets, VIP, $12. General admission, only $10. Kids, $5. And all children, 5 and under, are free with pay an adult. That's Saturday, April 30th, at Gamewell Middle School. NAWA presents the benefit for the Caldwell County Crime Stoppers. Saturday, April 30th. Gamewell Middle School, Lenore, North Carolina. Be there. I'm telling you, Jeff, that is going to be a stacked card. Uh, and, uh, and and incidentally, uh, the Rockland Express are on their farewell tour. So if you are a big Rockland Express fan like I know I am, and uh, they're one of the reasons why I become a wrestler anyway, uh if you want to get your picture with them, this, this, this might be your only chance fan. So make sure you make plans now to, uh, come out, uh, not only meet the Rockland express, but the barbarian demolition acts, baby doll, George South, and all the stars of the NAWA. Uh, but it's also a great benefit 
for the Caldwell County Crime Stoppers. So uh, it's going to be a very exciting night of, uh, of pro wrestling and uh, great family fun, Jeff. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Can't wait. Well, Jeff, next week on the podcast, uh, we're going to be talking, um, what, 95, or I'm sorry, 96 and up, right? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think we did anything in 96. I took some time off, and uh, we started back up in 1997, and then 1998 was a huge year uh, for uh, BCW, which then we were sanctioned by the United States Wrestling Council, I believe it was. United States Wrestling Alliance. I'm sorry. Right. Yes. US, yeah. Yep. 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 So uh, a, a lot of a lot of great stuff went on during that time <laughs> in and out of the yeah. ring, and I'll have some stories about that too. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm telling you, I'm excited, uh, you know, to to be talking about this and uh, um, and kind of going back down memory lane. And uh, of course, I, I I haven't mentioned this yet, but uh, Chris uh, will hopefully be back with us next week. He he he's actually on an assignment tonight. I uh, don't know her name, but I'm sure uh, he will tell me later. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking. Uh, but, yeah, Chris Chris is on an assignment uh, with, with his job, and uh, he's doing that tonight. So, uh, But he'll be back next week, and uh, we'll all three be back and uh, talking um, uh, all kind of stuff. And then I'm going to have a uh, another major announcement concerning uh, another organization who's also our sponsor. I've, I've got two uh, wrestling company sponsoring the podcast right now. Uh, the Patriotic Wrestling Federation, who Jeff just last weekend had a tremendous uh, turnout uh, as they brought in the Hardy Boys for their Carolina reunion. Uh, Hardy Boys, the Enforcer, Arn Anderson, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. Um, and uh, they were there. And uh, man, it was a uh, great night of wrestling action. And next week, um, I will be covering that show, uh, giving everybody the breakdown of, uh, of the matches and how everything went. Um, but uh, uh, all in all, Jeff, a, uh, uh, right now it's a great time to uh, be a wrestling fan or be in wrestling because there's so many opportunities out there to uh, be a part or visit or, uh, or watch. Uh, I know, and, and of course, we're also getting into some of you fans at home that like uh, WrestleMania season, and uh, I think the big story there, Jeff, is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is coming out of retirement. Uh, is going to work a match, so I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of excited about that, Jeff, because uh, as we all know, Steve Austin was like one of the biggest stars uh, to break out in the '90s, as as we've been talking on our podcast. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you know, Jeff, I'll tell you this now, we're going to close the podcast, but I found out the other day that Lowe's Foods here in uh, my town of Mooresville uh, actually sells the Stone the um, Stone Cold Steve Austin beer. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, he has his own beer line. Uh, I, think, right. I think it's called the uh, Broken Skull. Steve, I'm, I'm getting you a plug on my show, but no, I'm just joking. But, uh, but they actually sell that beer, um, there at Lowe's and I am not a beer drinker by any means, but, uh, Jeff, I had to be honest, I'm a big Steve Austin fan and <laughs> I've been tempted just to try it and see what it tastes like. Go for it. I'll, if, if I do, I'll, I'll let you know next week. 
<laughs> All right. All right. Well, fans, for uh, Jeff, I am Tony. We will see you next week here on the Binge Buster Show. Thank you for listening to the Binge Buster Show. Make sure you like us on Facebook and download us on your favorite podcast platform.